0: have your Bibles, John chapter 10. I'm not going to preach too long today. I recognize we have uh, a lot of things happening, and we're excited. We're going to have some food. The team has worked very, very hard today. We're going to have time of celebration, a party afterwards, and uh, also we're going to have some baptisms in the name of Jesus. If you're here, you want to get baptized, we can do that today. It's a nice warm day out, so praise God. (laughs) It's kind of like going swimming. It'll be good. Amen. Praise God. You have your Bibles, John chapter 10, verses 7 through 10. The Bible says, then Jesus said to them again, Most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All whoever came before me are thieves and robbers. But the sheep did not hear them. Why is he saying that? He's saying because my sheep know my voice. When you are one of God's children, you can hear the voice of God. If you are struggling with hearing the voice of God, then I suggest you find a place at the altar where you connect with God. Because God's sheep, Jesus said, my sheep know My voice, and they're not going to hear the voice of another. Verse 9 I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. That means he will find rest, he will find safety. How many know that there is safety in the presence of the Lord? There's peace in the presence of the Lord. Uh, There's protection in the presence of the Lord. Verse number 10. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life. Everyone say that word with me, life, and that they may have it more abundantly. For just a little while this morning, I want to talk to us on this subject, from death to life. Can you say that with me? From death to life. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray. We pray your blessings on this service, on this word, that you would touch our minds, our hearts, our spirits, God, that you would speak to us, uh, minister to us, God. And we're going to give you all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor. And everybody said amen. Everybody said amen. Praise God, praise God, praise God. There's something absolutely true about our world that 2020 and this COVID situation has not let us forget. As a matter of fact, it is uh, heightened, if you will, our awareness of, and it's a simple truth, and it's this, all living things on this earth die. There will come a time when plants, animals, humans, Flowers, even trees, although they live a very long time, there's an end. Death comes for all living things. In 2020, we were, as a society, as a culture, and truly as uh, the entire human race, was forced to face this reality head on. You can remember about a year ago, the fear that swept the nation. The anxiety and the worry that somehow this virus might wipe out half the world's population. In fact, we, there's many people, they were saying the numbers were hugely catastrophic. And this idea of death became something every person had to think about, ponder, wonder. And although we understand it, that life isn't forever, but we kind of put it in the back of our minds. We would prefer not to talk about it, not to think about it. It's better to focus all on the present, not necessarily what is incoming as inevitable. But it is, in fact, a truth of life that we all know. Everything, all living things in this world must die. Nothing in this world is eternal, rather It is temporary. In fact, the Bible even promises death to all. It will come for each one of us. The Bible says it is appointed unto man once to die. And after death, judgment. That's an appointment we have to make. That's a time slot on our calendar that we can't get around. But the real question is why is this? How did it get to this point where Death is something we just have to accept and deal with in this life. Why is that? Well, today I want to just talk a little bit about this event in the beginning of your Bible. For those of you that might not know your Bible very well, it's found in the very first book at the third chapter. And it's called The Fall of Humanity. Adam and Eve, the very first couple, while they were in the garden of Eden, disobeyed the word of God and they partook, they ate of the fruit, the forbidden fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And God gave them a promise. He said, the day that you eat of this tree, you shall surely die. The day that you disobey my voice, my word, my direction, what I'm telling you to do, that is the day death will enter into your world. And from that moment on, humanity, all of life on planet earth, has lived under the curse of this first sin. We know it as the curse of the fall, and it wasn't just humans, but it was the animals. The Bible says, talking to the serpent, the Lord said, "You are cursed more than all all cattle, and more than every beast of the field." Later on, uh, in in Genesis, He tells Noah that the animals will have a fear, a dread for you, but you will have dominion over them. So even the animal life is under the curse of the fall. And it didn't stop there. Even the plant life, the ground, the earth itself is also under the curse of the fall. That's also in Genesis chapter 3. God tells Adam, now the ground shall be cursed because of you. Why? To, in order for you to get fruit and vegetables or, or food from the ground, you're going to have to work the ground. You're going to have toil. By the sweat of your brow, you shall eat and you shall And so we find ourselves in 2021 living with fallen people, fallen society, a fallen world. So it really shouldn't surprise us then when we encounter the effects of a fallen world all around us. We shouldn't be surprised when evil acts happen, when there is uh, someone who decides to perform an evil action by way of a gun or a bomb or anything else like this. But oftentimes we ask the question, why do bad things happen to good people? And I started to think about this uh, this week as I was preparing for today. Although this is a question that's often asked, it's not really the question that we should be asking. The real question is, why does anything good happen to anybody? Stop and think about it for a moment. We always ask, why do bad things happen? But the real question is, why is anything good actually happening? Think about it. We live In a fallen world, that means we are under the curse of sin. We wake up as uh, in in a fallen world, we go to work with fallen co workers, we have fallen friends, fallen classmates, fallen employees, fallen bosses, fallen employers, fallen politicians, fallen police officers. Fallen activists, everybody that we encounter on a daily basis is suffering from the effects of the fall. So the real question is not why do bad things happen. The real question is how is there still hope in this world? The real question is not, why does bad things happen? The real question is, why does anything good happen? And I've come to preach this morning, the only reason that anything good is in this world or happens to us is because of this man named Jesus. Because one day, he came to earth. The Bible says the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and he changed everything everything. He introduced life into a world that was fallen, that was cursed, that was broken. This is the message of the gospel. This is the message of the good news. The good news is there is hope for you. There's hope for me. There's hope for this church. There's hope for this city. There's hope for the state. And there's hope for the world. Why? Because of what Jesus did at Calvary, there is hope for us. Jesus came to reverse the curse that the devil and human beings had brought into the world by one man. Paul said, sin entered the world, therefore by one man all can become righteous. You gotta understand what we're celebrating when we celebrate this cross. We're celebrating the hope of all humanity and not just that, but hope for the entire world. We are celebrating the fact that we don't have to live in death our entire life, but we have hope for life and life eternal Life abundantly. We don't have to stay in our sins. But we can trust God to save us and bring us out. I'm wondering if there's any testimonies in the house today that when God found you, you were in a gutter somewhere. You were lost in sin before Jesus took you in. I wonder if there's a testimony of how good God's been to you. I'm so thankful for the cross. I'm so thankful for Calvary. I'm so thankful for the blood. Why? Because it changed my soul. It made me whole. It turned my life around, as the song said, and placed my feet on a solid ground. Jesus, Jesus changes everything. Turn to your neighbor and tell him he changes everything. I want to tell you today, it doesn't matter what's going on in your life, your family in 2021, Jesus can change everything. He can reverse your situation. He can turn it around. He can fix your mind. Some of you came here suffering depression and anxiety and fear. God can change your mind today. He can heal your spirit today. He can pick you up of that place of despair and delusion or whatever's going on. Going on, and He can heal your mind. You know, so many times we've preached for years that God's a healer, and we always talk about God healing physical bodies. We believe He does that too. Sure, He does. He can heal cancer. You're in a church today that believes in miracles. We've seen God open blind eyes. I've seen, people, I've seen people come back from the dead. I've seen cancer go away. I've seen diabetes go away. I've seen all manner of diseases go away. God can do any of those things. Well, let me tell you something. It doesn't just stop at your physical body. God can touch your mind too. Oh, yes, he can. God can give you peace at night. God can settle those nerves. God can stop that heart from racing. I'm talking about a God that can control every aspect of this universe. I'm talking about the God that hung the stars in the sky just by the power of his word. He said, let there be and there was. My God can do anything. My God has the power over all manner of diseases, over all sicknesses. Jesus changes Everything in the book of Luke, Jesus, while in the synagogue, quotes from Isaiah chapter 61, Isaiah 61, verses 1 through 3. Jesus quoted this passage He said, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. You know what that word there, good tidings, means? It's good news. That's why in the book of Luke, when he quotes it, he uses the word gospel, the gospel to the poor. What's this good news? This good news is that you don't have to stay where you're at. You don't have to leave this place today the same way that you came. There is hope for your family. There's hope for your future. There's hope for your life. This is the place where you can truly find life. There is hope for you. Jesus said, I came to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me. To heal, look at this, the broken hearted. We always talk about healing on the outside. No, no. He said, I'm here to heal the broken hearted. I I wonder if there's any wounded spirits in the house today. Wounded by loved ones, by husbands or wives, or wounded by family, or wounded by a fallen world, wounded by life. God is here uh, to heal, heal, heal the broken hearted. God can put a marriage back together. God can restore a son to a father and a daughter to a mother. God can heal that broken heart, that wounded spirit. Then he said to proclaim liberty. Everyone say liberty. Liberty to the captives. Those shackles that have us bound cannot withstand... The power and the word of God. Hear me. Those chains of addiction. Those chains of substance abuse. Those chains of perversion. The power of God has power over every single form of bondage. If you surrender to God, I'm telling you, Jesus can change Everything. When you put Jesus at the center, there's nothing too big for Him. There's nothing He can't get rid of. There's nothing He can't heal. There's no form of bondage or chain or shackle that He cannot break. Jesus changes everything. If you believe it, lift your hands and say, I believe it. I believe He can do it. He said, And the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to those who are in jail by course of life, by sin. God, Jesus has the ability to free your mind, free your spirit. Uh, I'm talking to, I know I can feel it in my spirit right now. There's many of you that you feel trapped. You feel trapped in your lifestyle. You feel trapped in your addiction. You feel trapped in your own decisions. And and sometimes we think, well, you know, these were my decisions, so I just have to kind of bear the weight of my decision. I did the crime. I got to do the time type of mentality. This is, I guess, my lot. I'll never be able to have true freedom. Friend, Jesus can change everything. I'm here to tell you Jesus can change everything. He can bring that peace in your mind. He can bring and restore your family. Uh, He can restore your finances. Uh, He can restore every aspect of your life. Uh, I'm telling you Jesus is the variable of this equation. He can change your situation. But all you gotta do is give him a chance. Uh, I heard someone say the other day that Christians just act like it wasn't them it was the devil. Uh, Somehow the devil made us do it and and now I'm saying no no friend that's not it I I, I understand I was a sinner in sin before Jesus took me in I'm not saying we're perfect but I'm saying Jesus is good enough he's strong enough he's powerful enough to take us out of that situation and place us into the body of Christ (laughs) you're not at a church today with perfect people Perfect people don't exist. They, 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 they don't exist. If you, you come here and you're looking around and you look at everyone, you know, it's Easter Sunday, so we got, all, we got all dressed up, you know, we're wearing our best we got, right? We got our kids, they were looking nice, now not so much, you know. As soon as they hit the parking lot, dust covered, you know. I know we look all put together today, but if you just start asking people their stories about where they came from, about what God did for them. You you would look at it and say, Whoa, whoa, you were a what? And now you were addicted to what? You were where? I'm telling you, Jesus changes everything. <laughs> if you make Jesus the center, if you put Jesus at the forefront of your life. Friend, you don't have to stay living that way. He, he has, I told you in the beginning, he's got something special for you. He still does miracles, and he can do it for you today. He can save your soul today. He can change your life today. And he's going to make it right today. Today we celebrate the greatest exchange in human history. Today, we celebrate the fact, as the song says, that he gives us beauty for ashes, strength for fear, gladness for mourning, and peace for despair. Later on, in Isaiah 61, in verse 3, he said, the oil, I'm going to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the, the garment of praise for the spirit of of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord that he may be glorified. Friend, if you're here today with fear, with bitterness, with hatred, with anxiety, God's got an exchange for you. He's got something for you today. He gives us, for our fear, he gives us faith. Faith to trust in him through the darkest of times. For hate, he substitutes with love. For bitterness, he gives forgiveness. For anxiety, he gives peace. For depression, he gives hope. For trash, he gives treasure. For brokenness, he gives healing. For confusion, he gives clarity. For bondage, he gives freedom. For death, he gives life. And for judgment, he gives you grace. There's plenty of us that deserve judgment. I know I'm here today. I deserve judgment. But you know what he gave me instead? He gave me grace. I deserved hell, but he gave me heaven. I deserved death, but he gave me life. I'm here to tell someone this morning, we're celebrating this Jesus. We're celebrating what he did on Calvary. And if you're here today, and you don't know Him like you should know Him, or you're not living the way you should be living, I want to tell you, you're at the right place at the right time. The name of this church is not by coincidence. This is Life Church, because here, this is the place where you can find true, eternal, and abundant life. It's in this place that God can do something powerful for you. The book of John, chapter 4, and I'm going to bring it to a close here quickly. We find a story of a lady. We, we call her the woman at the well. We don't have a name for this lady. She was in a place in her life she wasn't living right. The Bible says she was, had four different husbands, the fifth husband she was living with, person, man she was living with, wasn't her husband. During this time, this wasn't a good thing. It's not really a good thing today either, but there you go. But during this time, it wasn't a good thing at all. And this time, she would have been the outcast of society. She would have been a deplorable, if you will. Someone that no one else would want to talk to. We know this by just reading the scripture because the Bible says that Jesus went to the well and it was at noonday. It was at the sixth hour. That's what that means. It's at noon. They showed up to the well. Now, no one else was at the well but this woman that came to draw water. Now, we know she wasn't a good woman because that was not the time she should have been there the time they would draw water was always first thing in the morning and lastly at night 6am or 6pm so this lady was doing everything that she could do to avoid the crowd you ever been there before everything you can do to avoid people you see someone from church and you kind of go the other way you see them down at walmart and kind of go the other way you ever done that before you done it before You don't want to get caught in a conversation. You you don't want them to say, hey, we haven't seen you in a while. Hey, where you been? We've been missing you. So what do you do? You, You don't even need milk, but you go to the milk section, you know. You start like browsing, like, yeah. What is this, soy? Yeah, I'll do soy milk, yeah. Chocolate soy, okay, yeah, we'll try it. What is that? Trying to avoid the confrontation. Trying to avoid... In your perspective, the judgmental glances, trying to avoid the crowd. This is where this woman was. She showed up at noon because she was certain all the other women were gone, all the other people drawing from the well were gone, and she could just do her deal, get her water, not have to worry about anything. But on this day, someone was there waiting for her. Is it any wonder that Jesus told his disciples, he said, I must needs go through Samaria. Meaning, I got something to do in Samaria. See, during this time, Jews didn't usually go through Samaria. Samaria was in the the center of Israel. So when they were passing from Judea to Galilee, they would go around Samaria. They would take the Jordan River River path and they would go around it. But Jesus said, No, 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 I must needs go through Samaria. I gotta gotta go through Samaria. There's something I need to do there. There's a woman at a well that needs me. There's someone there that's broken. They're avoiding the crowd, they're avoiding confrontation, they're avoiding the questions, they are avoiding people asking how they're doing. She needs me. The Bible says the woman showed up at the well. Verse 11, the woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where then do you get the living water? Jesus said, I have living water for you. Jesus said, I've got something for you that no one here can offer you. I see where you're at. I see what's going on in your life. I see exactly the situation that you're in. And can I tell someone here today, God sees where you are at. There's nothing hidden. He hears every prayer that you pray. He hears every word that you cry and whisper alone in your bathroom. He sees every tear that falls down from your eyes. There's nothing hidden from him. God knows everything. The Bible says that that he knows all. There's no place where you can go where he is not. David said, I could descend into the lowest parts of the earth. There you are. I ascend to the highest of heights, and there you are still there. You can't hide from God. I'm trying to tell someone today, you can't hide from God. You came here on Easter Sunday. Some of You're here today just because you know this is where you're supposed to be. No, you're supposed to be in church, but you showed up today because, hey, I mean, it's Easter. Got to go to church on Easter. Cause you know, you're supposed to be here. You can't hide from God. God knows exactly where you are. And you know what He's telling you? He's telling you the same thing He told the woman at the well. You should have asked me. I have living water for you. And the water that I give for you. Uh, you're not going to have to go back and draw and keep drawing again. No, no. This water is going to sustain you through every single situation in your life. This water has power. This water has hope. This water has victory. This water has miracles in your life. This water... Has hope. But she looks, she says, I don't understand. Verse 11, she says, You don't have anything to draw with, and the well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself? As well as his sons, and you know, I like about this story. I don't want to, you know, teach too long. I know it's getting warm and all that. You know, what I like about this story. She tries to show her theological knowledge to to Jesus. You know, you notice that she tries to like, you know, I I know I'm okay. I know I'm good. She puts up a front with God. There, we always do that, don't we? We put up a defense mechanism. Somehow, I'm okay. I'm good. I don't. I don't. what, what, What? Are you greater than Jacob? Well, yeah, he is actually. What are you saying, preacher? I'm telling you, you need to drop your guard. Drop your guard. Surrender to God. Let God do something for you. Quit trying to be all tough and I got this and I can do it all on my own. You need to surrender and submit and say, God, whatever you want for me. God, wherever you want to take me. God, whatever you've been doing it on your own this whole time, and look where it got you. Why don't you give God a shot? There's some people at Life Church, you need to drop your guard. You become vulnerable with God. I know some of you think I'm just preaching to the visitors. I'm not. I'm preaching to you. You need to drop your guard with God. You're not that tough, you're not that cool. Why don't you let God use you? Why don't you pull out the old bucket and wash the feet of the other disciple? Why don't we drop our guard with God? Quit acting like we we got it all figured out. Notice what she said. Are you any greater than Jacob? He said, I already know what's going on. How are you going to get this living water? Jesus answered and said to her, whoever drinks of this water, water of the well, will thirst again, whoever drinks of the natural water, meaning that if you get your source from this world, it's never going to satisfy you, you're going to need to thirst, you're going you're gonna to get thirsty, you ever, you ever drink something like soda, it's like, you know, and you just drink, you're like, oh, that didn't even satisfy my thirst, you're so thirsty, you can't drink soda, you don't want soda, no, you got to have water, right, That's the same way it is. When when you drink from this world, you think the money, you think the lifestyle. Well, if I just get that career that I've wanted, then then I'll feel completed. Then I'll feel accomplished. Then I'll feel like I'm doing what God wanted me. Or then I'll feel like, okay, satisfied, Friend, nothing in this world is going to satisfy you. You take of this world, drink of this world, it's not going to satisfy you. But as Jesus said, whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him, will never thirst. But the water that I give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up, watch, into everlasting life. Friend, I'm preaching today to tell you that God has a life for you that you've never known that if you surrender to God God has victory for you God has strength for you God has direction for you he can take your trash trash in life garbage of decisions and you ever make decisions and you just think it just comes back and it's like man that was terrible that was just that was that was garbage that was a terrible investment I I just spent 10 years on that or, or, or five years or two months and this is all I got to show for it. God could take that mess of a life, that mess of a situation, he can take that trash and he can make it treasure. God can take a bitter heart and a bitter spirit, angry, hateful, vengeful, turn it into forgiveness, turn it into peace, turn it into hope, I'm telling you today that Jesus can change everything. He can take an anxious mind, a depressed soul, and he can bring peace. He can bring hope. He can bring a future. He can give you the life that he designed for you to live, that he designed for your family. That he designed for your kids,
1: that he designed
0: for your future. Some of you today, if you could only see the plan of God, God told Jeremiah, He said, I know the plans I have for you. You wanna know what I believe? I believe that every single person in this place, God has a specific plan for you. You're telling me, does God really care about me? No, no. God cares about you. He created you. He called you. He knows you. You know what else? He knows your name and he knows the plans. The plans. Everyone say the plans. You know what plans tell me? Plan tells me that there's a destiny. Plan tells me there's direction. He didn't call you to be a wanderer. He didn't call you to be a wander wandering around in the wilderness. No, no. He called you for purpose. He called you for a destiny. He called you by design. He he has a special purpose for you. But first, you got to drink of this water. First, you got to say, God, I I want everything you have for me. God, I want, I want that. I want what you have for my life. Life. I want to to drink of the water of life. Can I tell you today, if you're willing to make that exchange this morning, Jesus can change everything for you. He can change your, your mind. He can change your spirit. He can change your relationships. You don't have to live with broken relationships. Jesus Changes everything. Just on that day. When the Bible says. And the word. Became. Flesh. That moment. Changed everything. God. Coming to earth. God manifesting himself. In the flesh. Changed everything. For you. For me. For the entire world, why? Because it created a pathway, a bridge from darkness into light, from death into everlasting life. It created hope. And I'm here today preaching hope on this Easter Sunday that the gospel still works, The gospel still preaches and has hope for you. It doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter the color of your skin. It doesn't matter your first language. It doesn't matter where you were born. It doesn't matter if you're tall or short, skinny or like me. It's for you today. God has a destiny, a plan, a purpose for you. It is for you. Let's all stand today under the tent. And we're getting ready to have a wonderful time. Of celebration for the kids. For the families. There will be food and it's going to be great. And I know it's getting warm. But on this Sunday morning. I just want to challenge you. If you've never been filled with the Holy Ghost. You need the Holy Ghost in your life. The presence of Almighty God living inside of you. If you've never been baptized in water. In Jesus' name, like the word of God says, you can get baptized this morning. You can get baptized today. You don't have to live in that darkness the rest of your life. God has a pathway, a bridge to the light, to life, and life everlasting. How do you do it, preacher? This is how you do it. Drink from the water. This is how you do it. Surrender to God. This is how you do it. Say, God, whatever you have for me. You've been trying it your way. Why don't you try God's way? You've been doing it the way you think you should have done it. Why don't you do it the way that God says you're supposed to do it? You surrender to everything else in this world. Why don't we surrender to God? Talking to someone today that, He wants you to put down your guard, make yourself vulnerable for the Lord. Say, God, I need you on this. What better Sunday to get right with God? What better Sunday to say, God, today's the day I'm going to make a change. Today's the day I'm going to recommit everything to you. There's some people here at Life Church, you've already got the Holy Ghost. You've been baptized in Jesus name, but you know you're not where you're supposed to be. I'm preaching to you today, too. It's time. Make the change today. Get it right today. Say this is the if any day I'm gonna do it. If there was ever a day, today's the day. Make it right today. The day that we celebrate his resurrection. Celebrate our hope. Make it right today. Why? Because we're not promised tomorrow. You're not promised another Easter Sunday. Maybe next year. <laughs> Maybe next week. Maybe next time I have time to come to church, then I'll, then I'll get back. You're not promised that. Make it right today. So this is what we're going to do as a church. Everybody, I'm going to ask every single person that's here under the sound of my voice, from the sound men to the media team to the music team, everybody in their cars, everybody here, this is what I want to do. I want us all repent. I'm going to repent. All of us are going to repent. this is what I believe is going to happen. I believe that God, the Bible says that he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. When we repent, I believe that there's going to be an outpouring of God's spirit under this tent. And if you need the Holy Ghost, if you've never been filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking in other tongues, you can get the Holy Ghost today. And if you want to get baptized, we're going to baptize. We can baptize you today. So that's what we're going to do. I'm going to ask every single person, singers, musicians everybody together. We're going to pray. We're going to repent before the Lord. You're going to hear me repent, uh, and then we're going to have a time of an altar call. Everybody, would you close your eyes, and let's all repent. Father, even right now, God, I pray, God, that you would forgive my sins. Micah Johnson, God, I pray that you would wash me of my sins. Cleanse me of all unrighteousness. God, I'm sorry for living a way that I shouldn't be living. I'm sorry God for all the sins I've committed God I'm asking today that you'd forgive me I pray God that you'd wash me I pray God you forgive my sins in Jesus name in Jesus name now if you did I just want you to say thank you Jesus Come on, lift your voice. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for forgiveness. Thank you, God, for washing away sins. Thank you, God, for making me right in your sight. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, this is what I want you to do. We do altar calls here, but we're... COVID I want you to make sure you have your mask on if there's someone sitting next to you that or nearby that you don't know I want you to ask them if they want the Holy Ghost now don't get mad at that person because I'm telling you I'm telling them to ask you okay I want you to ask the person next to you if they have the Holy Ghost or not and if they tell you that they would like the Holy Ghost I want you to bring them to the front right now we believe God's going to give people the Holy Ghost today so go ahead and do it I know you're not moving around you're like uh go ahead and put your mask on ask someone next to you it's okay we're going to pray right now. If you need the Holy Ghost, if you have someone next to you that needs the Holy Ghost, I want you to bring them to the front right now. And we're going to believe together. We're going to believe together. Praise God. Praise God. He's coming down. All right, we're going to pray. we will believe God. Anybody else need the Holy Ghost? Need the Holy Ghost? Brother David's got the Holy Ghost. If you wanted the Holy Ghost, now's the time. Praise God. We'll wait a moment. Come on down. That's good. Come on down. Sister Laura, coming up. Laura, okay, good, good. Amen. Anybody else? It's all right. Anybody else? It's all right. That's good. Come on down. Don't get mad at them. I told them to ask you, okay? So don't get mad at them. Make sure you have your mask on. In Jesus' name, God's going to fill you with the Holy Ghost today. God's going to fill you with the Holy Ghost today. Now, is there anybody else in the building, in under the tent, that you need prayer today? And you need God to step into your life. Maybe there's a financial situation going on or maybe a marriage situation going on or something happening. I want you to come to the front now. I want you to come. You're welcome to come this morning. We're going to sing. We're going to worship. If you're down here, you need the Holy Ghost. This is what you do. We've already repented of our sins. We've already repented. So now all you do is lift your hands, begin to worship God, and let that heavenly language just come out of your mouth. You'll begin to speak in tongues, the Bible says, and God's going to fill you with the Holy Ghost. If you need prayer today, we want you to come. Why don't you come as a family? Make sure to have your mask on we can spread out all around here there's plenty of room but would you come let's worship the Lord let's ask God to do something special here today Jesus is going to change everything today let's worship let's worship
1: is crowned with glory now, the Savior now to wash us. for He's resurrecting it's me, he's resurrecting me. To declare your victory, the The resurrecting king is resurrecting me. Where soldiers washed in vain Was borrowed for three days His body there Jesus to see the resurrecting King in resurrecting me. Oh, me. In, your name in your name I come the alive the